Let's talk about that win against NC State and where do they go from here? You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law, Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, your first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day. As part of the Locked On Podcast Network, our title sponsor today is FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash Locked On today to get started so yes everybody the date is 2-9-2023 and this is your locked on virginia cavaliers show and as usual you know we're going to talk a little bit about the win huge enormous win against nc state this was one that i was very very worried about it's something that i was probably worried about more so than any other game this year, up until this year, because I really felt like the team had a very positive thing going on with their seven-game win streak. They found themselves. They had a rhythm. You know, they were beating teams. It didn't look like they were uh, uncomfortable. But then they went to Virginia Tech last week, and they got beat, you know. And not only did they get beat, it, the score doesn't really show how the team really lost. They got beat physically. If you know anything about sports, you know, there's, sure, the scoreboard. You know, you can look at the scoreboard and say, man, you know, we lost, you know, but the game was close from a number standpoint. But really, um, when you get beat physically, to me, it just takes it to a little bit of a different level, a little bit of a different feel when you get beat physically as well. And that's what Virginia was. I think a lot of us Virginia followers, uh, media folks, fans were worried because it seemed like Tony Bennett had found uh, a starting five that was very, very, very effective. Winning seven games in a row in ACC play is no joke. I don't care who you are, what team, you represent, if you win seven games in the ACC in a row, that's saying a lot. Um, and, and for me to to, to to feel like, you know, this team had arrived then, I think would have been irresponsible. But, you know, with Virginia being the, the team that they are, Coach Bennett being the genius that he is, I did feel like, you know, for that Virginia Tech game, last game, that he got outcoached, you know, for the first time. I, I feel like he got outcoached for the first time in a long time saying that. I can't even remember the last time I said that. Virginia Tech just dissect and dissected their pack line defense, and then when UVA would not double team, uh, their big man, you know, would step out, and Virginia Tech was just making shots. And I was feeling coming into this NC State game that we probably are going to have a similar problem. 
Number one, they have a monster in the middle, a uh, man named Burns. <laughs> and Burns had uh, scored 20-plus points uh, in the previous two games. And, you know, he kind of ruled the middle. And I was worried that, you know, maybe, just maybe, UVA would um, almost suffer the same consequences because NC State can shoot from deep as well. And matter as a matter of fact, they're the number one scoring team in the ACC. They average almost 80 points a game, like 79.6 points a game, 80 points a game. So they put up points, I mean, and a lot of points in a fast manner. Uh, but what, what, what the difference was with this team is they uh they actually with UVA they really took care of the ball. That's something that I was hoping to see. And you know when they don't turn the ball over, they just become even more efficient than they already are because of their pace of play. And Tony Bennett really wants them to squeeze every bit of the juice out of a, set, a shot clock. There always seems like they're shooting the ball with only five seconds left. But that's how he's conditioned these players and these guys to be cool under pressure, shot clock running down, seven seconds. They, it's almost like with seven seconds, they really start getting into their offense. Ten seconds, seven seconds. They start really getting into the offense, running their cuts and running their plays. You know, two, three, the shots, you know, they're taking their shots with three seconds or less, four seconds or less on the clock. You know, that's just the pace of play that they play. And it has uh, worked to uh, Tony Bennett's and the University of Virginia Cavaliers' benefit. But playing a team as lightning quick and as um, troublesome as NC State could be, um, you know, that was a game that I felt like Terquavian Smith, who is a leading scorer in the ACC, I felt like he was going to explode. He did have a good game against the Wahoos, but they, in my opinion, I feel like they kept him in check uh, with 19 points. Then, of course, you had Casey Marcel, who played his first two years at UVA before transferring to NC State, uh, was met with a ton of boos, uh, you know, in the game as well. But what would you expect from any team on the road that you used to play for? He came back, and it was all good spirits. Tony Bennett, actually, I heard Tony Bennett went up and spoke to his family after the game. And, uh, you know, a lot of the players and, you know, they, you know, gave each other hugs and everything. So no hard feelings. But Casey Morcel is, um, you know, had a good game. Actually had a great game uh, for him. If you remember, Casey Morcel could not shoot when he was at UVA for those two years. Just had a terrible um, offensive game. What he was was a really good defensive uh, guard on the perimeter, uh, you know, guarding uh, the best defenders. You know, that has definitely been replaced with Reese, but Casey Marcel was one of those really good wing defenders. But he came in shooting, shooting over 40% from three, one of the top three-point shooters in the ACC, which to me, I, I was just floored to see that. I, I was so shocked because his shot just looked so bad uh, being at uh, UVA for all these years. He wound up with 18, and let's say he made like four three-pointers. And uh, it just kept the team in in the game. And the person who really uh, hurt their team, in addition to Burns not scoring, they're used to Burns scoring quite a quite a few points as well, was Joyner. And uh, when Joyner only scored five points, 
just because the defense UVA played, he did a great job of locking down uh, two of the top four scores and let pretty much NC State die on the vine. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner. We're locked on because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're not, if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You've got up to $3,000 back. That's awesome. You get up $3,000 back on your on your first bet. That's that's amazing. You get that back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. This is the time of year where everybody bets. Bracket season is here or just around the corner. Make sure you get this app downloaded because Super Bowl is this Sunday. Get this app so that you can take advantage of these incredible benefits. If there's ever a time you wanted to get into the betting scene, this is it. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. I like the app because it's really easy to navigate. You're looking for something, you can search for it, you put it in, you know, and if you want to bet on it, go ahead and bet it. And once you have it set up, instantly, if you win, money comes right to you. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Official sports book partner of the NFL. But as we're talking about this uh, game against NC State, I, I kind of feel like, you know, this team really made a huge bounce back. Uh, with Caden playing in the game, I felt Caden was really the superstar. I mean, we always talk about, typically in the media, typically with anything else other than UVA when we're talking about the basketball team, we're talking about offense. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, we talk about offense. But with Virginia, it's about the defense. It seems like Tony Bennett finally, you know, he really got back to his roots, you know, in, in his roots of um, having the big man in the middle, a guy who can change shots. Keep in mind, all of their successes as a team, uh, you know, UVA, you, you know, you're talking about, you know, a guy like Jack Salt in the middle, you know, always uh, the consummate rebounder, uh, picker, uh, someone who can uh, block shots, who can change shots as well. That's what Jack Salt gave that team during their championship year. You actually, in my opinion, have two guys who kind of give you some elements of Jack Salt. You know, Jack, it was just absolutely enormous. Kafaro is probably physically the closest to Jack Salt, but I don't know if Poppy has the basketball acumen um, of, of Jack Salt. Even though Jack Salt was more of a defensive player, I just felt like Jack Salt didn't do things 
to really hurt the team that much. Um, you know, but I, I know that sometimes the big men for UVA can get themselves in foul trouble and turn the ball over. I, I you know, and maybe it's just because the other players around Jack Salt during that period of time played so well around him that you really didn't see Jack Salt make a lot of mistakes. That's just my opinion. But Poppy Caffaro and Caden Cedric are give you different types of elements or two different types of big men where Caffaro is more of your strong, you know, bully, uh, energetic attitude, mood swinging, attitude changing uh, player that you can put into the game to really uh, uh, mix it up with the other team who has another similar type player. Or Caden, who is more of your bouncy, lean, long, athletic gazelle running down the, uh, you know, running down the, the, the court looking for an alley-oop. So you have two different types of big men, you know, who can really help with this defense. But, you know, this night belonged to Caden Cedric. Caden did an incredible job. I mean, an absolutely enormous uh, thank you goes to him for making sure he kept Burns in check. You know, one thing that I noticed about Burns, you know, especially whenever you're playing a good team, you really see a player's limitation. Either they go up or they go down as far as my expectation of what I've seen from them. Burns, it actually decreased because when I was looking at how Cedric guarded him, he's a big, big man. And I didn't really see him up his game. And I think you also saw his shortcomings with the way that Caden played him. He did not, his footwork did not look good. He traveled two or three times, you know, out there. So it really didn't feel like it was a, um, you know, it, it was a, 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 a game for him that he wants to see UVA anytime soon. Um, you know, we may see him in the tournament, but he struggles. I think he, he, a player like him would probably do well against the physicalness of a poppy as, as opposed to the uh, athleticism and length of uh, Caden Cedric. You know, um, that was pretty much the game because once they shut him down in the middle, they just turned it loose and said, guys that are on the perimeter, you're guarding the perimeter, don't let a lot of these guys get open shots. Um, and then UVA did a great job of doing the double team on Burns, pushing him out to the perimeter or mid-range and doing an aggressive double team. And almost like he panicked because he threw the ball away a couple times. Um, you know, he held the ball some, you know, became a little bit of a ball stopper. And then he wound up, um, you know, he didn't score. So that really was uh, an adjustment that I saw Tony Bennett make with, us rushing over, you know, doing an aggressive double team. Now, they'll double team you, but they made a really aggressive run with hands waving, you know, and just making it more fr of, of a frantic situation, which I love seeing that. And it made the, uh, you know, the man in the middle who's trying to uh, score, it just made him, you know, panic, in my opinion. And then the guards, you know, UNC has three absolutely – uh, excuse me, NC State has three absolutely uh, cold, tough guards who can score. Um, and, and Terquavion Smith, who is the leading scorer in the ACC, he can truly go. That guy, 
put up 25 points and you 20 points plus in a heartbeat. Joiner, who also averages, uh, you know, in the teens. And then, of course, Casey Marcel, who uh, averages 13 points, 12 points. You know, they run that three-guard rotation. They can really get after you and make you uh, look silly, you know, putting up 80 points and blowing you out. But UVA did a heck of a job beating them 63-50. to 50. That's actually a blowout, in my opinion, by UVA standards. That's also a blowout by the standards of the they, – they call it some kind of like the uh, committee of the – like for the for NCAA, for the NCAA March Madness Tournament, the committee, anything over 10 points, they say it's considered like a blowout. But UVA had a 20-point lead, you know, uh, or right about between 16 to 20-point lead for most of the game before – NC State started their climb back into the game. But the UVA had did such a great job in the first half that we really didn't see any, uh, you know, we really didn't see them come back. The closest they got was, I believe, um, seven points. And seven points, I mean, you know, I, I called it, you know, I've been calling it for years now. You remember those old Boston Celtics teams where, you know, the, you know, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, Dennis Johnson, when they would get up on you by 10 points, it was almost like 20 points because the climb to play against them and try to score against them, they made you work because their team defense was so good. Same thing with those Bull team, Bulls teams, you know, when they had Rodman or Horace Grant. They would make you grind out your offense. They would make you take bad shots. It was just difficult to get back into the game when they got up on you by 10 points. Not to mention, on the other end of the court, they would score consistently. They, they would keep the pressure on you. They would keep, you know, two-for-one baskets against you, get the score up by 20 points. And you really had to just pretty much almost relinquish the game at that point once you – once they got up on you by 20 points, there's really no comeback. And that's what typically UVA has been. And they've done a great job of that. Uh, but like I was saying about Caden being back in the middle, I hope Tony Bennett starts him again. Uh, big game this weekend. They got Duke coming to town. And I can tell you, I'm never a fan of Duke. You know, there's – I kind of – and I hate to say it like this, I kind of make Duke the equivalent of the Philadelphia Eagles in my eyes. I, I'm not, I cannot stand the Eagles. If, if there is a fan base that I dislike the most, it's probably the Eagles. Same thing with the Duke Blue Devils. If there's a fan base I dislike the most, it would probably be the Duke Blue Devils. And this is a game where Duke has struggled, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to bring up the triangle. We're talking you know, North Carolina, the UNC Tar Heels. We're talking about the Duke Blue Devils. We're talking about uh, NC State, Duke Blue Devils, and and the um, NC State Wolfpack. If these three teams, you know, which to me, I think their best team is probably NC State, you know, right now, you know, out of that triangle. If UVA can go undefeated against the triangle, you know, I'm going to do a backflip. I think it would be amazing. I think, you know, Duke, who 
is not one of their typical better teams that you would look for from them. I think and Duke had an opportunity to be um, a good team this year, but it seems like the ACC is down. But Duke is not up either. So that's something we need to keep, keep a lookout on. This Saturday, I will be in the building. I will do a pregame. I will do a postgame. You guys, make sure you check me out. Um, I'm going to have a really, really um, good time up there. But I think that Duke is, um, you know, is primed for a blowout against Virginia Tech. I mean, against Virginia. Um, of course, Virginia Tech has already beat them. But I'm looking for Virginia to put a whooping on Duke this Saturday. They're coming to the JPJ. Duke is kind of down. Virginia's coming off a huge win against the Wolfpack. Could this be, I mean, the time when Virginia just takes off? They got, what do we got? Seven games left, you know, uh, uh, right now. And UVA really is in a position, you know, at 18 and four. So what is that? Seven wins. Uh, that'll put them at 25 and four going into tournament play. You know, I'm still hunting, still looking for a number one seed, you know, coming out of, um, coming out of, uh, Charlottesville. Okay. The next seven games, they got Duke. All right. And they got Louisville who has only won one game. Then they got Notre Dame who has a losing record. BC. They beat them already. They have another. They have a losing record as well. They got UNC. That's going to be a big game in UNC because UNC definitely is trying to uh, redeem themselves, you know, and still trying to stay face. They're the defending uh, national champions, and if they can, um, you know, they're going to be looking to get a quad, another quad one win against um, against the uh, Cavaliers. I don't know if they can do it, but they're going to definitely try. They took a really bad loss. I mean, absolutely horrible loss. They were down by 30 points at one time against Wake Forest this weekend. Wake Forest just absolutely shredded them. And Appleby really showed why he's uh, should be in the running for ACC Player of the Year. One of the top players in assists and uh, top two, top three scorer in the league as well. So Appleby put a show on, and NC uh, UNC is definitely in trouble. So they'll come in. Uh, they'll, they'll be welcoming uh, UVA to uh, North Carolina to Chapel Hill, trying to get them to uh, make mistakes, and, and they have to win that game. Then after the UNC game, they got Clemson. I want to see what Clemson's made of. Can Clemson run the table? They got themselves another six games left i believe can clemson run the table can clemson keep it up i don't know you know next time maybe i'm on i will try to get you clemson's remaining schedule but can they make it you know i don't know if they can you know um i'm looking for maybe two to three losses you know i know virginia has the next to the last game of the year but that's a huge game as well and i believe they're coming to charlottesville let me make sure of that because that is definitely a game that I would love to try to get to if it's uh, that if it's that weekend. Give me a second, viewers and listeners and fans and friends. Um, but that Clemson game is definitely going to be the game that um, we have to, you know, it, it, well, it could come down to who's going to win the ACC regular season. And then you jump into the tournament. 
Yep, that is a game Tuesday. Clemson comes uh, February 28th, the last day of February, last day of my birthday month. So be looking out for that game. Then, of course, last game of the year, they got Louisville. And like I said before, they've only won one conference game this uh, season. So UVA is, is sitting pretty, man. They got two tough games out of the next. Well, one, two, two, three tough games in the last seven. You know, and if they can win most of these and maybe, you know, maybe there's a one loss in there somewhere, they should rule the roost and take that number one seed. But, you know, this is where we are, uh, you know, as far as the team. And be looking out for me on Saturday and, you know, Locked On Virginia will be in the house talking that talk, speaking about those Wahoos. Thanks again for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, everybody. Be on the lookout. We will be in the building uh, for the Duke and Virginia game this weekend.